Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Everybody, welcome back to Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Hondo Carpenter. Good Tuesday to you. As you know, I'm in San Antonio tonight. Obviously, not. I'm taping this before San Antonio, but I'll be in San Antonio tonight, meeting with the fans from six to seven thirty. You, it's still not too late, but you got to RSVP. Go to the Black Hole Chapter of San Antonio. If you look on my social media, there's a place to RSVP. Hundred percent free. Still got a chance to get in if it's before six central. I've been promising to do this for a long time, and I wanted to. And just the way the season progressed and everything, it took a while. But I want to bring in a couple of fans because I want you guys to have your voice heard. I have often said one of the things that's most irritating to me as a member of the media is when media talk down to fans. We don't have a job without you guys. And I can also tell you that just because of someone isn't in the media doesn't mean they're stupid, doesn't mean what they're talking about. So I invited two gentlemen in, only going to use their first name. But first of all, let me do you to Thomas. Thomas, I appreciate you taking the time to join us today, my friend. And I don't, you don't have to tell them where you're at now, although I'm jealous. But <laughs> tell everybody, where are you from? Where do you live? Well, currently I live in New Arizona. Originally, I, uh, I'm from upstate New York, about an hour and a half away from Buffalo. Uh, how long have you been on the last place I was stationed? So, if you have time for a short story, um, like I said, I grew up about an hour and a half away from Buffalo. Um, I was a Bills fan as a kid, about six, seven years old. I was watching uh, a football game where the Bills were playing. They weren't doing so well. And the fans were booing Jim Kelly. So, he kind of not quite gave him the finger, but, you know, the little arm in, you know, stuff like that. And... From that, like, you know, as a child, that broke my heart. So immediately I went to the biggest rival of the Bills at the time, which was the Raiders, and ever since, die hard. Awesome. Now, I didn't know that you were in the military. Thank you for your service. What branch did you serve, my friend? The Marine Corps. 
Well, man, thank you so much for serving our country. It's people like you that let us celebrate free speech every day. Now, Justin, where are you from? I'm in Spokane, Washington. Oh, man. Okay, that's a beautiful part of the country. I like going up there for NCAA tournament games. How long have you been a Raiders fan, Justin? Uh, since my mom turned on the TV and we used to watch the games, I would say 83, I remember, Super Bowl time. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you both for being here. We're going to talk about a couple subjects that I want to talk to you about as fans. And then I'm going to give each of you, to, both of you, an opportunity to kind of share your thoughts, your perspective of where you think the Raiders are today. Thomas, I'm going to start with you. Your thoughts. I was an advocate. And again, I told you guys before the show, this is not a you have to agree with me. I don't have a problem with dissenting opinions. I'm not God. I was an advocate for AP getting the job. I am never a fan for a coach with no experience getting a job like the Raiders. You don't come here to learn because there's too much of a learning curve. But because he got that interim, I was very much an advocate of it. I think it was a great move. What was your opinion of it, Thomas? I loved it. Um, you know, just even talking about it now, hearing you say AP just gives me chills. You know, uh, listen to his speeches, listen to him talk, reading what he has to say. You know, even as, just as a fan, it makes you want to run through a brick wall for him, do whatever you can for him. Um, let's black out the stadium every game type of thing. Um, so I can only imagine what it does for the for the players in the locker room. So he, yeah, and, you know, even when there was all the uh, Jim Harbaugh rumors and stuff like that going around, I said, you know, even if, he doesn't get the Raiders head job. I thought he deserved to be a head coach somewhere. Totally agree with you. How about you, Justin? What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm I'm stoked, excited, just like the teammates are. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Hondo. Like, you know, someone that doesn't have that experience as head coach, but I think he has the pieces around him to, uh, you know, build a good roster and uh, start winning football games. I, uh, you know, the Patrick Graham thing was a huge thing there. Uh, wanted to keep him. I thought uh, with him and AP, uh, they can build something, you know, solidify something that's, uh, you know, going to be for years and years to come, hopefully. I mean, we never know, but. Mm -hmm. All right, Thomas, I'm going to ask you the second question, and Justin, I'll ask it of you as well. But uh, Aiden O'Connell, had a terrific rookie campaign. Now, I throw out the first game in L.A. You know, I'm there every day. I'm yes. covering the team. <laughs> Josh McDaniels did not alter the system. He didn't have uh, – so, to me, it, it first of all, he outplayed Herbert, and but, you know, didn't look good, but his coach didn't help him. But when you look at when he was given those nine games, he goes three and one to finish, five and four overall, Eight touchdowns, no interceptions coming down. Now, I have said they need to draft a quarterback because they're not bringing Jimmy and Brian back. I've been saying that since the season, before the season was even over. So I'm not saying he's Kenny Stabler. We haven't seen enough. But I haven't seen enough to say he isn't. I think you go draft a guy and you tell Aiden, which I'll talk about a little bit here in a minute, you got to go work on more mobility, whether it's sliding away or running, but you have an open competition and go. Again, I think you keep Aiden in the competition, let somebody win it. I like competition. I think competition's good. 
Thomas, can you give me your opinion, please? Oh, I loved what Aiden, everything that he did, you know, with the exception of the mobility, of course, but um, the fact that he had the heart to stand in there and, and take the take the hits and, you know, um, so I, I really appreciate everything he did for the team. Um, I think that, you know, if we can't get the quarterback that, like the Jaden Daniels and or whoever that the team is really focused on, then sign of I say sign a veteran, let Aiden compete um, and get keep him protected and and get him some opportunities to throw the ball. I think he's done a fantastic job finding the open receivers. I mean, just looking at what he was able to do against the Chargers, that I mean, that tells you that shows you what he's able to do. I think the Chargers at that time kind of gave up uh, in order to get their coach fired, similar to what the Raiders seem to have done in the beginning of the season, get rid of Josh McDaniels. So, um, yeah, maybe you can't take too much of what happened that game, but I think very much Aiden showed what he can do when he's being protected. How about you, Justin? What 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 are your thoughts on Aiden? What are your thoughts on drafting a quarterback? What what do you think? Well, first off, I think Aiden was a fourth-round pick. He outplayed that pick number. Um, mm -hmm. He came in there. He's got control of the huddle. You know, Tay said that. Other receivers, uh, offensive linemen told, uh, you know, after game said that. They like what they see out of the kid. He's a gunslinger. Uh, he's he's a calm, cool, collective uh, playing the game. I mean, I remember Russell Wilson, his first year, he had <clears throat> he had to go against some guys in the training camp uh, with the Hawks. And, uh, you know, he lit it up that year, but he worked on footwork all offseason. So I wouldn't be surprised Aiden's in there, you know, doing those things that he needs to do to uh, be an even better quarterback. When it comes to this year, though, we're, we are starving for quarterback competition. He needs he needs a veteran's presence in there. Uh Drafting a quarterback, it looks like this is the year to do it. Uh, but, you know, in previous drafts, you don't know what you're getting. You know, you know, talk about like Stroud, what he did this year. Um, but uh, it's all about, you know, the salary cap and whatnot. I mean, we get we release. Let's say we release Garoppolo. We release Renfro. That leaves about twenty five million right there. Uh, I think the future is bright, but this year we're going to be quarterback focused. Last year we were defensively focused, and it showed that during the season. Yeah, it's going to actually be more than 25 because releasing Jimmy's going to release 22.5 million alone. Um, there you go, then. guys. Yeah. So, guys, I want to get to a, a different subject. Everybody says let's just go to the top of the draft and pick one of those guys, but here's the problem. 60% of quarterbacks who are drafted in the first round fail. And so it's not just going up. That's no guarantee that you're going to get a, a, a generational franchise quarterback. And so here's my question to you. If the Raiders think that Drake May and Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels are all generational picks, then you try to move to three. But if they're only convinced two are, then at least you got to get to two. But the problem is the commanders are probably not going to move off of their number two pick, according to what I'm hearing. So that means if you don't think there are three, you've got to get to one. 
Now, a lot of people are talking about a couple years ago that uh, the 49ers moved from 12 to 3, and it cost them three first-rounders in a second. The Raiders are at 13, not at 12. And, oh, by the way, they want to move to number one. It, I mean, Allegedly, I'm saying if they want to go get number one, where there's a lot of people vying. I was told, now we're airing this on Tuesday. Today we're taping it is Saturday morning. But I was told, uh, I don't remember now if it's Thursday night or Friday. Forgive me, I haven't slept much. But I was told to move up. Right now, they think it would take three ones and three twos, which is a humongous cost. And because, so this is my question to you. As a Raider fan, is there somebody up there that you think is such a generational talent that you're willing to throw away two ones, because the one you'd be giving up is this year, and you'd be trading it, Two ones and three twos to go get that player. Or would you rather sit back, maybe get somebody else in the first round, J.J. McCarthy, someone else, or somebody in the second, and sign a veteran, but keep all that draft talent because your team is not that far, and clearly you're not rebuilding. Thomas, I'd like your answer first, please. Um, You know, I think it's too, I think it's too costly. I think there's a I won't say that there's a lot of holes to fill, but there's uh, a lot of opportunity to create competition throughout the team. I don't think we need to trade up to the top three spots. Um, I think there's opportunity to, like you said, bring in a veteran, um, somebody that can kind of teach Aiden how to, how to scramble. Like if he has everything else, all the other tools in a sense necessary, and he just needs to learn how to scramble, let him cook, let him, let him get back there and and show us what he can do. But bring in somebody that can, you know, we also have to account for injuries and stuff like that. So, yeah, there. I don't think it's. I think it's too much to trade up that much, especially with you know, the Raiders are known for bringing in uh, you know talented um, players that have been in the league for a few years and. They've been real successful. Rich Gannon, one of my favorite players. You know, look what he's done when he was with the Raiders. So something like that, I don't – like I said, I don't think we need to trade up that far. What do you think, Justin? I agree with Thomas there. Yeah, just and, – and what you said. I mean, <clears throat> look at – you just explained the draft capital we have to give up. I mean, it's just too much. We have too many holes, this and that. I think a guy that has been on my mind, I'm just going to say it, that uh, could be possible, you know, aspect for us is Gardner Minshew. Uh, you know, depending on what his cost is and whatnot, I mean, he's growing as a quarterback. It, it's not being talked a lot about. Um, so someone like that, then maybe, you know, see where we're at in the board. Uh, we're doing a lot of reach picks lately. I understand we're looking at a – quarterback position but the drafts that i you know i sit down and get excited for uh you know it's a lot of them in the last say five six years been reached picks uh but uh at the end of the day yeah we we need the right people around us the right right scouting i mean um i don't know who who that guy would be it just i don't want to waste that draft capital 
All right, gentlemen, I want your your opinion on this. I was talking to an NFL executive this past week who told me that the Raiders are in a very prime spot. Um, this person said to me, if you know, it seems to be because they don't want to draft. The Raiders team, because there's going to be a run on quarterbacks. And this person only believes, and his team has no issues at quarterback. They draft very well. So I trust their opinion more than others. Just like if you want to know what it's like to be in the Marines, you're not going to ask me. We're going to ask you, Thomas. But this person's team has drafted quarterback very well. They only have two quarterbacks with a first-round grade. Um, They think at 13, if the Raiders just let it flow to them, they said they're going to get a great immediate starter. There's two starting corners and Terry and Arnold and Kool-Aid from Alabama. There's Latham. Many believe they're from Alabama, the best right tackle, um, and many others. They're not the only ones. They just said there's a plethora of talent. They're going to get, they can get a, a starting lineman, whatever, if they stay there. And I've, I found that to be very fascinating. So I'm going to ask the two of you now, as the Raiders approach this draft, and they're looking at this draft, what is it that you want to see them come away the most with? And let's start with you, Justin. Okay. Well, I want our minds still to be on, our focus still, still to be on the quarterback if, for the right deal. But um, if it goes, if it's a reach or whatever it is, or we got to give up too much cap draft capital, then uh, I'm, I'm saying with the corner position, I think uh, that or, you know, linebacker, uh, just to build that core up a little bit and, uh, you know, right tackle somewhere in there. So, All right. How about you, Thomas? What would you like to see? What's the narrative of this draft that you want to see, sir? Uh, I'd say best player available when it comes to the first uh, in the first round. Uh, you know, can, do we need to whether it's somebody to get after the quarterback or somebody to protect the quarterback? I, I think our secondary is um, – Looks pretty good. Absolutely, I would be willing to take a take a chance on a on a on Kool Aid. Like, I mean, you take the best player available, essentially, regardless of position, because getting more competition in those spots is is exactly what you know Raiders football is all about. Getting in there and just grinding it out every Sunday and through the week. You know the, you know they say, uh, you know silver. I can't even think of sharp, steel sharpens steel. So when you're when you got that defender going like Max Crosby, you know, with that motor going up against his offensive lineman every week in practice, they're just going to get better. So the better players are going to help the other players get better. So I'd say take the best player available. All right, now I want to talk to you guys about Luke Getze. Um. You both are aware, I'm assuming, because you you follow me on Twitter, that when the Raiders got him, I talked about this is a guy that should be a head coach in the NFL. And I got mocked a lot because of what happened with the Giants. But the problem is we've all worked jobs where we had bosses that probably shouldn't have been in that spot. (laughs) But if you looked at what he did before the Giants, and then last year I talked about it was great that Patrick Graham was back. I got a lot of mocking there. But now people have gotten to see. And so in comes a Luke Getze, who prior to Chicago was considered one of the 
best up-and-coming offensive coordinators in the game of football. Helped develop Devontae, was very big with Matt LaFleur and Mike McCarthy and the Green Bay Packers. And Luke Getze was talking yesterday on a call I was a part of about he'd never met AP before, but he goes into the interview and AP puts the game film up of the Chicago game and says, what did you see in us? That with a UDFA quarterback, you were able to beat us. He won AP's heart. He, he He's a guy that, again, if you look at his last stop, it's not good. But that doesn't make him a bad coach. I like the hire of Getze. I'm not saying he would have been my first choice. I was not a big fan on Cliff um, for a lot of different reasons that I don't need to get into, just other issues. But I believed, you know, AP should have the right to pick whoever he wants. It's his staff. I like the hire of Getze. What's your thoughts, Thomas? You know, my thought is, like you said about, you know, you weren't in the Marine, so somebody's not going to ask you about what it's like to be a Marine. Just the same way as I'm not head coach, I'm not a – so EP found an offensive coordinator to run his offense, and I think he chose the right person because he knows better than I do. Um, in situations like that, I think I'm going to take what he does, and I'm going to say I trust what he's. I trust his decision making. He's a head coach for a reason. Yeah, he like throughout the season, I'm, everybody's complaining. Oh, he should have done this. Yeah, he's never been a head coach, so he doesn't know how to make. He doesn't know all those in-game decisions. That that's tough for anybody. But now he has Marvin Lewis right there to help him out, and so. I think at the end of the day, you have to trust AP. You want him to be your coach? Well, then you're gonna you're gonna have to accept his decisions. And I fully support anything that AP does because, like I said, uh, fans and players running willing to run through a brick wall for that man. How can you how can you question his decision making already? I'll tell you, I got to agree with you I, as a person that knows him personally, and uh, I consider him a friend. Just one of the finest people you ever meet in your life. He's just a straight-up good guy. Justin, again, your impressions. What do you think of Luke Getze? I'm I'm okay for you know. I just want him to uh, show his work on the field again. Uh, last year, the Bears had a rocky start, and then you saw uh, when they let Justin loose out there, let him play his game. Uh, you know, put people in. Uh, plays and packages that they do the best on, uh, you know, the, the bears were competitive towards the end of the year. Uh, I did get excited about, you know, Kingsbury and everything like that. Uh, I'm a USC fan deep down. So that's kind of where it's at, but um, I don't know if the Raiders nickeled and dimed him or how that all turned out, but um, you know, I'm excited just like uh, just knowing that AP's excited and uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, you know, there was Hugh Jackson talks in there, too, that very creative mind mindset. Um, you know, you got Lewis, like Thomas said. Uh, we put all those heads together and see what we can accomplish on the, on game day. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. All right, I'm going to start with you, Justin. And I want to just know, what are your thoughts on the state of the Raider team? And, and what 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 are you thinking? What do you like? 
I want to hear from you. I would love you. I know what mine is, but sometimes I'm so in the forest that I'm so looking at the trees. I miss the forest because I'm super close to it. I'd love to just hear your perspective as a fan. What do you think of the state of the Raiders? Well, I'm going to start back with Al Davis here. Commitment to excellence, pride and poise, and just win, baby. We get back to our roots. And, I mean, that's just not throwing long bombs and all that stuff. It's the defense, the swagger, the the toughness, you know, the relentlessness. I mean, just we want to scare teams again, offensive, defensively, and special teams, all three phases. Uh We've been really messy when it comes to building our teams. And, I mean, we got we got talent now. I remember how many years when we said, well, Raiders only got maybe one piece to grow on and no talent. We're surrounded by talent. And it last year, especially on Christmas Day, I mean, I – oh, man. I Just that game against the Chiefs, I mean, the looks on the fans' faces and where we're going, uh, that solidified me to be a – I mean, AP fan that day. Now, people will probably get mad at me. I'm an old school Raider, but like, I like Gruden, uh, you know, but I'm not trying to go down that rabbit hole. But the way his play calling was and stuff, uh, how you had to been, you know, you got to run your routes just pre- precise and pre- uh, the precision had to be there. But AP's got something that, I haven't seen from a coach in a long time where he's got that locker room. He's got the field. He's got everyone. And uh, I really feel that the players are going to play their very best, even if they're tired or whatever it is for that coach. Thomas, I'd like to hear from you, sir. What what would you describe is your feeling on the state of the Raiders? Uh, I, I would say confident. I think everybody is uh, confident in each other's abilities. I think everybody is rooting for each other. You don't have uh, players on the sideline that aren't um, playing their full game. Like, you know, I, I, the, the Josh McDaniels era, I think it, it took a toll on the team. I think um, I think he was about Josh McDaniels. I, he wasn't about the Raider way. He wasn't about um, – the Raiders, he was just about himself. And AP made the players play for themselves and for each other. And I think that is a great foundation because once you bring somebody in, whether it's a rookie or a veteran, and if they can't live up to that, they won't be there. And and the players seem like they are willing to voice their opinion. They'll let the coach know. They'll let whoever they need to know that, hey, this guy – needs to go he's not he's not a raider i think that's what the raiders are set right now to where they just need to keep bringing in players that that play the raider way all right uh two questions and i'll be done tom telesco comes to the raiders from the chargers they were 40 million over the salary cap but the spanos family handled contracts you that's not fair to blame them with that I'm curious, what are your thoughts? I was an advocate said I thought they should have hired Champ Kelly. Um, but it doesn't I'm not blaming Tom for that. He had nothing to do with that and has done a terrific job since he's got the job. I've shared several things I've heard from the inside 
People tell me they've never seen a GM and a coach in the Raiders work that close together, that he's a great listener. So I'm I'm not one, okay, the guy I thought should get it didn't, so I'm going to automatically – no. It had nothing to do with him. So I, I think he's done a very good job based on the little he's been able to do. But what did you think of the hiring, Thomas? What are your thoughts? You know, uh, leading up to it, Mark Davis had said that, you know, I don't know as much about this stuff as I thought I did. So I'm going to listen to people that know what they're talking about. And so I think that was great to hear. It wasn't just, oh, I seen this guy do this years ago. So let's bring him in and try to recreate that. No, we need to do what what needs to be done now and not try to recreate the past. So Tom Telesco coming in, I think it was a great hire. Um, he drafts really well. And like you said, the, the salary cap stuff was out of his control. So what he showed in signing the free agents and, and the drafting of the players that he did, I think he did a fantastic job, and I look forward to seeing what he does this year. Awesome. Justin, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I agree 100% with Thomas just said. I think we hired the right guy. Like I said, we got to wait and see. Uh, see what type of team he'll build here. Uh, we still have champ, you know, on our roster or whatever you want to call it, personnel. So, uh, yeah, let's see what he can do. He's got the experience, and uh, let's go with it. Awesome. All right, I want to thank Thomas and Justin. Thomas is from Arizona, well, lives in Arizona now. He's from New York, upstate New York. And Justin, who lives in Spokane, two Raider fans that joined us on the podcast today because I wanted to hear from them. I wanted their opinions. I love to hear from you guys and what you think. I appreciate the two of you joining us. Stay with me for a minute. I want to talk to you both privately. But again, remember, you can go to SI.com forward slash NFL, forward slash Raiders to get all of our articles. Upper right-hand corner, if you hit newsletter, we don't spam you. We don't sell your information. But if you sign up there, three days a week, you'll get an email with our best stories so you never miss anything else again. Follow me on AG at Hondo SR or on X, formerly known as Twitter, when you go to HondoCarpenterGut.com. Again, thanks to Thomas from Yuma, Arizona, and Justin from Spokane, Washington. And from all of us to you guys, have a great night. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa.